This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Wednesday Week's My Wednesday Feature. Tonight, I am joined by Max Begar-Briggs, um, who is an avid Wednesday fan and fellow podcaster himself. How are you doing, Max? I'm good, thank you. With John, yourself, you're on. Yeah, I'm very well, thank you, mate. Um, getting uh, close, to, uh, close to Easter now, and we're all uh, looking forward to that extra time off to spend with our family and friends um so definitely definitely we've so. got tomorrow and then we hit the nice long weekend aren't we and uh and and obviously uh we've got a game as well for a, a bonus to come up as well so yeah. so yeah mike's um so tell tell us all um how how you became uh, a sheffield wednesday fan what, what's your story there um it's uh um, it's just been uh, in in the blood really since our our little um uh, you know, it's all from my granddad and my mum were a Wednesday fan, and it's just passed down uh, to me, really. Um, you know, um, I've always, um, uh, I've always uh, supported and loved the club. Really, it's, uh, um, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been in the blood since I was little. Yeah, um, sometimes it helps when where you live, and I know you you live in sort of where I used to live, my neck of the woods, so up, up around, mm. not too far from. Uh, from Sheffield Wednesday, it's Hillsborough Stadium, really, don't you? You don't live too far from there, do you? No, we don't. It's only, um, um, it's only um, practically um, down the road, like so. Yeah, we um, it's in it's in the walking distance, thankfully, which is um, um, it's always nice, you know, to um, yeah. on a Saturday. Um, to just to just help down there and hopefully watch you. Yeah, absolutely, mate. So, um, you think it, it mainly passed on through through your family then, Wednesday? Like you say, uh, you, your mom, um, being uh, a local uh, local girl as well, sort of uh, passed on through mainly through through family then. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I mean, yeah, the main ones. Um, 
my granddad really he um he lived near uh, he lived in um, Parsons Cross, so they were close to the Wednesday ground. Um and yeah, and really it's just a, a generational thing. Brilliant stuff, yeah. It often does get passed on through family, although sometimes you find families have got a bit of a split there, not um, and you can find that, you know, you find an uncle or an auntie that's uh, actually supports the other side and uh, you know yeah. we we <laughs> we uh, less said about that the better. But um so can you remember sort of what, what sort of age you would have been when you first were going to watch Wednesday games then, Max? Um I won't I um, I can um, I can tell you the first match I went to, but but um the first game in uh, two thousand um it, it, it was two thousand thirteen um fourteen season. Uh, uh, it was the final day game against Middlesbrough where they won um, two and but I can remember absolutely nothing about it. I um I mean uh, my mom told me that, that all the way through the game, all I wanted to do was just would would just would just uh, go to the go to the kiosk where all the food uh, where all the food is and just have some food. That's all I was bothered about. That's all I wanted to do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's um, going to going to Hillsborough is not all, well. Going to your first football match or your first few football matches, it's not immediately mm-hmm. the the football that stands out, is it? It's the actual place itself, the the stands, the, the people, and and mixing in with those people the the journey to and from the ground, it, it's all an experience when you're young like that, isn't it? Yeah, and I think, like, um, you know, it's just, just it's the actual, uh, seeing the ground for the first time, there's, there's some real good um, uh, videos of people taking the kids um, and the first uh, reactions when they walk up the stairs and stuff, yeah. And it's just really the whole uh, atmosphere. It's brilliant, I think. It's, it's and then, um, go on. Yeah, no, and, yeah, and uh, yeah, and I think yeah, it's just in terms of the whole um, experience and what have you, you know, um, the cheering, the shouting. I know um, some some words are certainly <laughs> interesting and of choice, but you know that that's the part and parcel of being a football fan, and that's why I love it. Yeah, um, and certainly, you know, I, I, I sit on the cot, Max, so I'm, I'm, I'm quite familiar with that sort of uh, colourful uh, language that you, you're referring to there, and, and uh, uh, probably probably a bit more so than where you sit. But yeah, it's uh, passions run high at times when you're following Sheffield Wednesday, and uh, you do hear some uh, some things uh, at times. Uh, but can you remember? Um, can you remember sort of like when Wednesday scored like the first goal, and you heard that roar for the first time? Can you remember? Can you remember? That kind of feeling, that. Um. Yeah, I think it was just um, elation. I think I think it was just a joy of um, of um, um, happiness and stuff. Because I think when you score, the greatest part about it is like is like all the all the um, all the stuff comes up inside you and it just releases, and that's the best part about it. Like like when you score, just a roar, then you know the celebrations and stuff like that. That's a it's like really good the, the elation that you get when they score. It's it's it, you know I don't think any sport in the world has that um, has that um, has the same thing as football gives you. No, I agree, Max. You, you're right there because it's um, a lot of the times when uh, it because you know it, although you wouldn't you wouldn't think it these days with the money that's in football, it, it's still 
is very much classed as a working man's sport football. So, <laughs> you know, people go to work all week and then they, they look forward to, you know, the, the football at the weekend. That's their that's their treat. That's their release, isn't it? So they like to go there uh, after a, after a hard week's work and uh, hope, hopefully witness a Wednesday win and some goals. And it, it just makes them feel better, doesn't it? It just releases that yeah. tension they've had in the week and it just makes them feel happy, doesn't it? Yeah, and I think, well, that's, you know, and that's the whole um, enjoyment of it because I think, I think, you know, we've all got, um, we're all, you know, life, because at the end of the day, you know, what, life is difficult, life is hard, but just to, but just to have something to where everyone, um, you know, can just enjoy and be happy about and be positive and everybody um, can get together. Like, uh, obviously, you see it, but it's just brilliant. And it's nice to have something as a as a community as well that you can look forward to on um, on Saturdays and stuff without having to worry about work and and stuff and what to uh, and what builds you up to be and all that. It's really good. Absolutely, I couldn't agree more with you there, Max. And it's um, uh, the, are you like some of some of like like me? If if the if they win, it kind of makes your weekend feel better. If they lose, you kind of get a bit grumpy. Um, I'd say um, a couple of years ago, I let it. Um, I think I, I let it did um, affect me, but now I'm just like, wait. Um, you know what? There's no point getting just angry about it. You know, it's football. It's only a game, and just you know, there's plenty of more um, things to love that can than just football into it. But yeah, I definitely say um, two or three uh, years ago, I let it. I, I think I let it get the best of me and affect my mood. Whereas now, I'm not really. Um, yeah, it doesn't really bother me as much as as much as other people say it does. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess you're right there. You do have to put things into perspective. Um, they can draw you in at times for you, and and you know, a fan does. You know, fans is short for fanatical, and that's obviously what what it can be at times. Following uh, a sport that you're really passionate about, because. Not only are you a fan, uh, Max, you also play a bit of football yourself, don't you? Yes, um, uh, I do. I play for um, Wolves Brawnwich Disability um, FC. We started in, in, in uh, we started back in uh, 2020 during the uh, COVID, and yeah, and then we just uh, built from there. We've gone from about uh, five of us in, in uh, down in uh, Hillsborough Park to about over 30 kids now. Roughly, that's amazing because uh, obviously that did that just kind of start up like you said when when COVID kicked in it was it was something that like sort of inspired everybody to get together and and create this this football club and and uh, you know uh, coming out of COVID that give give everybody that connection to 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 play football and get to know each other and stuff. Yeah, um, and I think as well because because obviously. For people with obviously him, autism and disabilities and stuff, there isn't really that. They just get him kind of put to the side. But we wanted to 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 um, create a scene where you know inclusivity was the main was the main sole reason why we did stuff. And to just see like everybody enjoying it and loving it and stuff, it's brilliant. And and and. And all the parents, you know, they come on Saturdays and they're saying, like, you know, with them, hey, thank you because we, because we, hey, 
these things for our children and kids have never been available. It's just and it's just brilliant. You know, we had one of our uh, players, Mumsy, um, uh, over there, and she was when we uh, because our um, because our adults won the league, and. Uh, um, and she was just really emotional because it means it means um, so much to them to see their their um, children and their kids actually <laughs> achieving something, and that's the best part about about yeah, being a horn because we don't let barriers stop us. Whereas before in other teams, they would just uh, put it to the side because because they had an emphasis on winning. Whereas we we don't we don't let it. it's just about inclusivity and letting people who don't who can't access means who can't access mainstream football play football and that's and that's brilliant. That's absolutely fantastic, Max, and that's such a great story to hear because, um, like you say, football. I said it earlier; it's a working man's game, but it's in everyone's game, isn't it? And it should be accessible yeah. to everybody, no matter from you know what walk of life we're all in. That that must have been really good to be able to. Play the sport that you love and meet new friends as well. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I've I've met um, so many friends um, throughout it really that are just like live mates now, like because um, because um, yeah, I mean, uh, I start because um, I started at Sheffield FC and then we had to we had to we had some um, behind the scenes stuff going on there, so that's why we created and started this, and this has just been. I've, Personally, I think it's the best achievement we've ever done. It's brilliant. It's there. That's, that's absolutely great. That. Lovely to hear. So, um, in terms of like going back to Wednesday, then, have, have, can you do you have some favourite players then? When since you've been following, or have you, have you kind of stuck to kind of one certain favourite player, or are you just more of a? I, I just you know follow the team and not not have a favourite player. What, what, tell us about that. Um. Yeah. So. Um. So um, when I when I when I um, first got me um, season ticket, it was just this. It was just the season after we finished Wembley. So um, it was the era of um, Forest Jones. But for me, I really liked um, Gary Hooper. Oh, yeah. uh, the reason why I liked uh, Hooper was because he was just an actual striker, and he and he scored goals and did stuff that you that. That you know the players won't do. It's kind of what we what what we need now at this moment in time. What we're missing, but yeah, um, yeah. Uber. But I also like Atinuyu. I think he would he yeah. was just legs because I think he got he got a lot of stick. But what he did, I mean, that goal like that goal against Preston where he where he got it returned. He rolled a couple of there. Their lads, and then eating far corner. That was just incredible. I mean, that would just if you could have if pictures could just tell a story, that would be it. Yeah, that that Atty knew who was, um, like you say, he was a player that did get a lot of stick, but then he also could score these unbelievable goals, couldn't he? And, and that was the one of the best goals in recent times at Hillsborough, wasn't it? it, it I, I think it pretty much won goal of the season for. For Wednesday in a season where we did have quite a few, you know, a goal of the month sort of contenders, I think that one, that one took took it all, didn't it? Really, it was it was yeah. Messi would have been proud of that goal, wouldn't it? 
oh yeah, and why yeah. Yeah, if this was on if this was if this was in the Premier League international stage, I think um, we'll be all uh, talking about it. And um, to be fair, I think it's I think it's a real shame nowadays that the that the top leagues and the top journalists they don't look down. It's all focused on the Prem, you know, like Sky Sports and stuff. So I really wish I'm glad like all these like different YouTube stuff as well. They're really focusing on um, on the lower leagues because it's the core really of football, and that get and. Um, for me, I feel that gets lost, lost high, um, higher up the league as you go. No, I, I, again, I think you make a lot of sense there because um, they, um, like we said, we call it a football pyramid. Mm. But after it comes off the top there, like you say, with the Premier League, there's the, the, the money seems to d- disappear, doesn't it? And the, the further down that you go, the more teams tend to struggle with finances yeah. and, and facilities and equipment and things like that. Mm-hmm. And there was, a, you know, the Premier League did sort of sign up to, you know, um, a commitment to, to filter money down to grassroots football. And yeah. uh, and obviously the further down you go, we, we, we see that it, it's it's hard, isn't it, to, to, to get national media attention and, and sometimes even local media mm-hmm. attention and, and um, on, on, on good, good stories and, and good seasons when, you know, kids of today are brought up on Sky Sports and watching Premier League, aren't they? Mm, yeah, where, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, and it's and that's uh, and I, and I think that's a sad, uh, real, um, I think that's a sad like um, reality of it, really. Like, like it's all focused on your Man City, your Tottenham, your all your top six, where like, where like in reality. You know, it's it, it's all focused on them, and, and then it's in actually looking at the core football because I bet you, I bet you, nearly every percent of all these lower league clubs would absolutely adore that that top media attention. They'd absolutely love it, and then and and then just to see like everybody get it, everybody, all the top the all the top teams get it. It's got to be just so destroying and think like, well, what's the point? You know, especially the non-league teams like, like, it, it like you know, and then and then they stay, you know, with these non-league teams, they don't have to come and play, but they do it because they love it, and that's a and that's a that's the so you know, you want to, I'd rather people do something they enjoy than doing something that they don't they don't, they don't yeah. want. Yeah, no, it's a shame how you know football has changed a lot. Um, you know, uh, you're you're still a young lad yourself, Max. But um, when 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 Wednesday were in the first division before it became Premier League and things like that, it, there were a lot more parity in football. A lot of clubs were on a lot more equal footing, and you just relied on you know the good managers having a good scouting system and and finding the. The good players to convince them to join Sheffield Wednesday, and it wasn't about all about money. You could, we could have a side in Division Two that could get promoted and and do really well in Division One. Whereas now, like you said, with the money, um, like you mentioned, the Man Cities and and things like that, for clubs like Wednesday, the the gap is absolutely huge. And if you go, if we if we manage to go up to the Championship, that's a big gap in itself, isn't it? But but then yeah. you think about the gap from the Championship to the Premier League. It's just as big, if not bigger, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, no, uh, massively. And I think and this is a thing as well. I just think, and um, will the parachute payments and all with the teams come down? 
It just, I mean, I mean, look at teams like just Burnley this season. The, the, the difference between them and the rest of the league, it's just, it's mind blowing. I mean, if you, um, if you ask me, I just think I don't, um, I won't, I wouldn't give them parish premiers because, because, you know, it just, because um, you know what you read that that Arnold Arnold with the right with the right manager and the right team, you know, they'll just straight bam straight back up, you know, like Norwich and stuff have done over the past couple of seasons. Yeah, the parachute payments um, are a bit of a problem, aren't they? I don't think yeah. they use with with the right intentions. I think they they invariably give clubs a, uh, an advantage from from being pre- relegated from the Premier League um, yeah. and make, don't don't quite make it a level playing field. And, and we know ourselves that we've tried to chase, when has he tried to chase that promotion back to the Premier League um, by spending yeah. a bit of cash? And, and, we, and we got ourselves to the, to, to the Wembley playoff final. Um, um, did, did you attend that, uh, Max? Did you go to Wembley when we made the final? Uh, uh, no, um, uh, I didn't. I was... I. I I was uh, on that day. It, it, I went to my aunties and we watched it there because I would just I couldn't um, tell the actual day because uh, a couple of days later I caught um, I caught a bug. But I would just sat at uh, the full time whistle. I was sat there, motionless, absolutely, absolutely here, uh, sobbing me eyes. I was just absolutely good because I used to. I, I used to, funnily enough, when I actually started getting my season ticket, I used to cry a lot. I used to like like um, when like when they were losing and stuff, I start I started crying. And I were I were really like my emotions were like do or die. Yeah. After every game I just started me emotions couldn't take it. Like against against the Huddersfield. I we I think I think we left before the penalties. Because my emergence, they just couldn't take it. Yeah, yeah. I think the players felt like they'd left before the penalties as well on that one, Mike. Because uh, we all kind of knew what were coming, didn't we? Sadly, it's um, we had that yeah, we... horrible feeling in our stomachs that we were going to get it, blow it. And uh, yeah, yeah. Um, penalty shootouts—they are a bit of a lottery, aren't they? As they call them, and, and, and we didn't yeah. didn't get that. But yeah, um, the Wembley thing. Yeah, I'm, I, I mean, yeah, I went with the with the friend who's. Been on the show, and yeah, you're right. It was uh, mm. it, it, it was a very um, emo- emotive day for all of us, really. I mean, it, we we'd done such a great season, and we and we got to the final, and it felt like we couldn't lose, didn't it? Really, the, the momentum and the uh, uh, and the passion from the fans and and the actual uh, gathering that it took forty thousand into them. But no, we, did, yeah. we didn't get the fairy tale ending that we wanted, did we? We didn't know, um, but um, we didn't. Know. Unfortunately, but I think hopefully now what chance reserve learnt from that and we can and we can rebuild again because I think we're more in charge. I think hopefully, I just I think I think as a club we just need stability and we just need to we just need to gradually build and hopefully in in next five to ten years start trying to make a push again re- rebuild ourselves back up. Netflix try yeah. and push again. Yeah. So obviously after after you know, after that nearly moment we, we, we found ourselves back in League One again, uh, Max, and, and you yeah. mentioned, you know, um uh, about uh, you know stability and rebuilding. Do you, do you, what was your thoughts on Chan now? Do you think he's learned some lessons from that from those 
relegation and and miss, missing out on the Premier League. And do you think we're uh, he's cha- you know he's changed his his focus and he's been a little bit more sensible now? Yeah, I think that's the. I think judging on what the um, relationship is by uh, reading the report. Um, the reports that the, the news outlets do. I think I think he has, and I think it was kind of. I think if thought in his head that the previous managers that we had, the, the you know like Luhuka, Bruce, and Pulis, the um, you know they promised him, oh you know we'll try and do this, but I think in a way it were false promises, and I think especially if Plu, we. Tony Pulis, I think he said, um, "Oh look, we'll do, we'll do this, we'll do that," and then, and then obviously, and then when he, and then when he left, there were that interview with Chancery um, going in on him. But I think it has been, I think he has in a way, um, because um, I think as well, I, I think, I think like is. I think it was the mismanagement by his advisor. I think to 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 tell you the truth, I think his advisors his advisor um, advised him in the completely the wrong way, and he didn't get the goods. And they didn't and they didn't um, have a good team around him, like he did at the start with that panel. He didn't have a good team around him to advise him on what's right. And I think and I think now he's obviously. Getting that good advice because I think um, I think as well he is um, kind of learning like like um, you know I'm the chairman if I step back then I've got other people um, through my job whereas before I think I heard it was he I was it was even in the changing room at one point giving the team talk that's how that that's how important <laughs> it was um, but I think but I think um, he suddenly. Um, Suddenly, he realizes his mistakes, and now he's and now he's trying to him create some. But yeah, I do think it was it was not necessarily him, although he can just take the blame for it because part of the blame for it because I do think he is a businessman and he should know what what one's right in the business. But I think because he didn't know the in- industry of football that well and how and how interesting and and complex that can be, I think he he um, he were very blinded by it. And he didn't really know like what to like how to operate in that. Where I think is now he's learning. I think all these defeats and losses, you know, then the, the, they are learning experiences for him. And hopefully, now I mean I mean I don't know whether you saw the picture him on the um on the standing up on the director's box of a week waving uh, last season's uh, shirt on the on a pole but yeah yeah um, I saw that I had, Max, yeah it was funny wasn't it I, um, I was thinking you think was. a man with that much money could afford this season's shirt wouldn't you really but you know oh yeah I know I know like, uh, <laughs> because the team but, wow like yeah but no, I think um, I think you're 100 percent spot on there, Max. I think when he did come in, he was he was coming in as a businessman, wasn't he? Not a football yeah. man. And yeah. um, he surrounded himself with with lots of people, but not you know not necessarily the right people. And I yeah. think you know um, he had a vision, and and he did almost pull it off. To be fair, but obviously 
you know, with that vision came a gamble and with that gamble, you know, came a risk and, and, you know, it didn't work out. But I think you're absolutely spot on in your analysis there. Whereas now looking at taking that step back, bringing people in to do the, the, the run the club essentially day in, day out. And he's just kind of been like almost silent in the background, isn't he? You know, but he's still backs, you know, he still backs his manager to a degree, doesn't he? And still puts up the money yeah, for yeah. transfers, but he's not get, he's not meddling, and he's not tending to be uh, as involved as he was uh, in those certainly those early years when he when, when he first came on the scene. Um, yeah. So now, um, we, without sort of looking at you know um, this week's match, because obviously we pre-record these. What I want to ask you though, Max, is. Yeah. Um, with, with only a few games to go now. So as, as we're at time of recording, Wednesday are still top of the league, but um, there are some teams with games in hand on us. So I just wonder what um, your expectations are now, Max, but as we draw towards the end of the season, um, where do you see Wednesday f- finishing at the end of the season? Well, um, um, I said after the... Um... Lincoln game on my um, Insta playoffs here we come. I think, I mean, don't get me wrong, 23 on creating one, absolutely brilliant. But I just think these last couple of games have been so underwhelming and stuff that I think, I think, I think, for me, realistically, we should have got Max, we should have got, we should have beat, we should have, I'd have taken. Uh, I went against Bolton, drove against Barnsley, and obviously, I think nobody expected us to lose against Forest Green. I think that was that was the game where we where we had to guarantee guaranteed three pointer. But yeah, but I just think we might have enough to do it. But I think in a, in a typical Wednesday fashion, it's going to be nervous. So I'm going to say. I do think I do think Plymouth will drop out of it, and I do think Ipswich will come into it. So I'm going to say Wednesday first and Ipswich second. Right, excellent. So you're still tipping us for to win the league, then? That's uh, yeah, that's that's yeah. that'd be awesome. Uh, I think I think we'll just about get him over the line because uh, I look at people like obviously Ed and Flynn, um, David Stockdale's been. Uh, um, he's been really influential um, on advising the changing rooms and what have you. So I think he'll be um, he'll be pivotal. I think um, obviously 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 uh, Bannon as well. Um, but yeah, but I just think hopefully if we win these next two six points, I think everybody will will be looking at this at this past week and thinking, oh, you know what? It seems like a lifetime away. But. Um, but well, that's only if if they win these next couple of day, games. I think if they lose Friday and don't get a win Monday, I think we can. I think we can definitely kiss automatic goodbye. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent agree with you on that, Max. I think uh, we 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 can't afford any more slip ups now, can we? It's got to be we've got yeah. to be on it now to the end of the season if we're um, if we want to um, get ourselves a chance of that top two spot. Uh, and hopefully top spot because it'd be nice to have the trophy at Hillsborough, wouldn't it, in front of the fans and and have have yeah. some some silverware. We've not seen that have we? we for a long time. No matter what league we're in, it's nice to have some silverware, and we haven't had that as Wednesday fans for a long time. So it would be absolutely tremendous to have a sold out Hillsborough 
on the last day of the season um, with the with the, with the trophy presentation to come. That I think all Wednesday fans would actually absolutely love that. So fingers crossed, mate. That'll be uh, that'll be the ending that we get. Um, so yeah, Max. I think uh, we, just to just to close out before we uh, before we do, um, you're a fellow podcaster yourself, Max. So where, where can our good listeners find you on uh, on YouTube? What where can they find you? So um, um, you can find me on um, Spotify and also um, YouTube. Just search uh, the Max BB um, uh, podcast, and it should all. Um, Come upon there for you. It's um, I've just been I've just been having a bit of a break from it at the minute because I've had a lot on with starting um, college and whatnot. But but I can guarantee you this year we are coming back. So yeah. So we'll uh, when the when the when the new one comes out, we'll let you know. Look forward to it, Max. That's absolutely tremendous mm-hmm. and uh, good to have you back on the airwaves, so to speak. Uh, be, be glad to to see your content. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, thank you very much, listeners and uh, viewers. And please do remember to like and subscribe on the YouTube channel. It does help the channel grow, reaches out to more fellow Wednesdayites, so we can do more of these things and hear from you, the fans, which is what we're currently doing. Uh, so once again, I'd like to thank Max for uh, for joining tonight, and uh, we'll see you all again next time. Balls. Ghoulies, chaps. Tackle, knackers. Chaise long and armchairs. Dangleberries. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their performance package 4.0. The Manscaped Boxers and Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. Cojones. Pebbles. Gonads. Plums. Family jewels. Brass clankers. The fourth generation trimmer features our cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. It's also waterproof and has a 4K LED spotlight if you need a more advanced shave. Eggs. Itchy and scratchy. Mitchell Brothers. Jewels. Hanging brain. Twin bank robbers. Chaps. Walnuts. Gobstoppers. Gooseberries. Stabilizers. The Manscaped 4.0 bundle. It reduces your risk of getting an ingrowing hair, it keeps them clean, it keeps them tidy, and it also increases your chance of fellatio by about 15%. That works out about 2% if you're uh, if you're married. So, you know. Anyway, enter the code TWW20 into the checkout. That's TWW20 into the checkout, and you can get yourself a 20% discount. Not too shabby, eh? For our European listeners, Velata Testicular... It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points, back of the net. Lubosh! Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later! Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.